Welcome to all the news you can use to freak out your friends. Pottenstein's Lab. Fair and unbalanced. Way unbalanced. Long sleeves that cuff in the back unbalanced. Pottenstein's Lab. Three horror authors, web surfers, and collectors of the bazaar. Mark L. Groves, Shelby Dollar, and J.E. Peterson scour the dingy corners of our infoverse looking for stories they like. Pottenstein's Lab. In a moment, they'll drop them in your ears like body bags full of infotainment. Putting the dead in deadlines and the least in journalist. Here's information that's news. Adjacent. Compatible. Ish. Pottenstein's Lab. Just when you thought it was gone for good and you could tell mom you're all clean, we're back. It's Pottenstein's <laughs> Lab. I'm Mark L. Groves, along with authors Shelby Dollar and J.E. Peterson. We have returned to bring you the weirdest news we could find on the interwebs and real headlines. You can also find us on Facebook at pottensteinslab.com. And sure, I have a Twitter account, but yeah, I don't ever touch it. So go look at it if you want. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us, of course, at pottensteinslab.com. I highly recommend, recommend that one. That's got links to all these different players where you can find uh, uh, the weekly feeds. Uh, or bi-weekly or sometimes monthly, depending upon what's going on. Whenever we feel like yeah, it. Yeah, you know, whenever the hell we really <laughs> get around to it, uh, feed and uh, find your favorite player and rock it from there. So we really appreciate your listening. And Bud Carr, thank you for listening, uh, mentioning <laughs> by name, and uh, really appreciate it. All right. Um, we haven't gone for a while because we've been busy. Shelby, what did you have going on? Yeah, well, we went to Colorado, what was that, beginning of June, and spent some time in Breckenridge and also Glenwood Springs. Um, it was really pretty. Now, Colorado's we, awesome. Is a kind of a big group of people, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Went with all of um, <laughs> Kyle's family. Well, oh, his, uh, you know. Uh, hub droid. <laughs> <laughs> <My, laughs> used to be BF, but I, was I mean, been... my new family. Oh, isn't it nice? <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? She said you're good yeah. at Maybe they'll last longer than the last one. No. <laughs> it was kind of, I, I did find it, and J.E. had mentioned that earlier, kind of ironic that you went in a van altogether, which if you read from uh, Route 666, Four on the Floor, uh, riding with a loved one in a van is a, uh, a unique experience. Uh, according to Shelby's, uh, <laughs> this is definitely PG as opposed yeah. to uh, uh, so and much more in style. You didn't have to cut through his own lips to be able to kiss uh, the hub uh, droid. Uh, nice, nice. Nope, no corpse transportation yeah. this time. Good on you, Kyle. It makes for a better <laughs> dance partner. I won't kid you. All right. And J.E., you were also really busy, too. I was. Yeah, we went down to uh, Truman Lake uh, around Lake of the Ozarks, which was it was very timely because the the story I'm working on takes place down there. And I actually hadn't been to that area in so long. Um, it was nice to see the kind of the, the setting where the book was, where the story's happening. So any um, specific, city? or at least parts of the stories. So what's that? Any specific city that's the inspiration? Like, 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 well, it's not a, it's not a it's city. I mean, it takes place. Well, and it wasn't the exact place but i mean i had the story was in ozark national forest and we were more around truman lake but but just still seeing kind of the the densely wooded area and how much of it is just i mean there's still a, a shocking amount of undeveloped land on the truman lake side that's just uncut forest something i've often wondered because i grew up in the southern missouri in branson which as we've said before explains a lot um <laughs> and you get down there and looking around 
Why isn't that called a jungle? We call it I don't a forest, know, because there is so there are so many. I mean, it's so dense. It's yeah. yeah. Maybe don't we don't the, get quite tropical enough as I quickly I go to like what you know, qualifies. And, and obviously jungle. I've been far too lazy to ever freaking look up the difference. And, you know, type I mean, there were I can tell you that there were, you know, there were lots of ticks dropping off the trees. on yeah. There was <laughs> bonsai ticks. It was it humid sucks. and it rained every day that we were there. So <laughs> uh, you it might as well have been a jungle. Experience. Well done. Just because we're not a tropical climate. There were creatures bummer. that tried to steal our food every night. Oh, you see, in the Ozarks, everything tries to kill you, but it tries to get you to buy a ticket to a music show first, and then it tries to kill you. So, uh, Or live, yeah, live performances, the Dixie you know, Stampede. Before that tick drops down, it asks if you want more gravy. It's like, yeah. I'm going to kill you one way or the other, one way or the other, it's coming. Well, I, uh, I worked on my little poetry collection and, uh, and a few other things, and then fighting a wicked ear infection. Which, uh, if I sound a little weird and a little more nasally, I, I still can't hear out of my right ear right now, which is kind of fun. That's why my headphones are at this cocky angle. Uh, we we do this by Zoom, and as you can see, it's uh, over my left ear, but uh-huh. not my right. And that's not just because I'm a rebel. <laughs> I do that all the time, <laughs> so I don't end up shouting over you guys. <laughs> uh, you should. <laughs> I, I'm awfully chatty, but... Um, uh, but beyond that, it's been a great, uh, great month and been a lot of fun. And also there was a birthday, J.E., you had your birthday. I did have my birthday. And uh, I had oh. my 27th wedding anniversary. And you turned oh, 27 years old, which I thought was a weird coincidence. That's an absolute <laughs> lie. <laughs> uh, about J.E., not about me. But, uh, <laughs> 27 years of bliss, bitches. That's what I'm talking about. So uh, we are back and ready to go. And the first thing we should do is real headlines from the interwebs. All right, coming in first, uh, we've had plenty of time to look around. So, of course, I did it all last minute, but still (laughs) found some uh, cool ones. From Fox News, where you find lots of good, weird headlines. uh, Emergency crew rescues sex doll after mistaking it for a drowning woman. Well, good on them. You know, I was actually kind of I mean, It's a human interest story, isn't it? The good guys yeah. win in the end. They were they were just afraid she'd go down again, but because <laughs> he's drowning. Get it? There's, there's a joke. In there. Uh-huh. Yeah. That you know, and you gotta wonder. <laughs> <laughs> These poor guys when they drag that up, and they're like, "Wow, t- turn off, turn off the yeah. siren, man. Turn it off now." Uh, just yeah, clear all the people away. Yeah, helmet cam or not? Nice. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Oh, my God, they're looking. Uh, Also from Fox News, to follow that one up and more water, Massachusetts lobster diver survives being swallowed by a whale. Oh, I've heard about this one. And the quote from him that was in the headline, I was completely inside. Yeah. Whoa. That was an intense one to read. This dude, uh, he got hacked back up. Um... I can't remember what it was, whether he was kicking or had a knife and was jabbing, but uh, this thing blew him back out. I guess he he might not have tasted good, but uh, <laughs> wow, tangy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he survived it, which is uh, amazing. Good on you, Massachusetts lobster diver guy. What kind of whale was this? A big one. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I think it was a sperm whale, which I would have been embarrassed to have been swallowed by, but yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Real headline. 
from femalefirst.co.uk. So we've, we're back to the UK where all delicious headlines come from. Testicle eating fish found in Europe for the first time. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. This it was found for the first time and yeah. it happened to be in Europe, or this has been around yeah. for a while and it's and found it in Europe. It happened the first to eat time. testicles. Great. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is great news. Please this is tell a, me more. This is a rather focused story, people. Um, apparently, the, the fish had been around. This is the first time it was found in Europe. And uh, the quote that I took from the article, which was just wonderful, and I quote, they bite because they're hungry. And testicles sit nicely in their mouth. <laughs> now these fish also, if you get a, if you go look them up, a picture of them, they got some mighty teeth. Oh my gosh! Just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm guessing somebody must have been like ball sacking around in the river and yeah. got bit, and then they were like this is a testicle eating fish like yeah. I don't know or, or I just imagine someone capturing this fish and subjecting it to various types of testicles to, I, I don't as a guy who likes I, to occasionally go fishing I want to know what kind of lure you're going to be throwing out there <laughs> doesn't look like a minnow <laughs> I borrowed it oh, off the back of your like truck that's what it is it's like this thing it up. It's the back of the. Oh, that well, that's like a um, a relative of the um, piranha. Yes, and it's also the one that has like the weird human-looking teeth. Yes. Right? Uh huh. Yes, looks like that a is really the most horrifying uh, fish. Now it's even more city. horrifying. I had no idea because it's in Europe. Je ne fais pas de skinny dip, eh? <laughs> Oh, yeah. No skinny dipping in Europe now. Sorry, gang. That makes uh, me so happy. <laughs> also really from, <laughs> from femalefirst.co.uk, thousands back petition for Jeff Be- Bezos to eat the Mona Lisa. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? It's one of those online petitions people put together. And yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even have much comment for that one. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. <laughs> This is the kind of idiots we have in the world today. And I love you. I do. Uh, Thousands back petition for Jeff Bezos to eat the Mona Lisa. So at at some point, the U.S. government set up change.org, right? (laughs) Or no, I don't know. And they were like, we're going to take this seriously. We want you guys to, you know, to tell us what you want us to do and get... Well, that's like when they Jeff uh, Bezos needs to eat the Mona Lisa. That's you, that's how that's how we're using it. You got to realize you cannot some trust people. the public. Yeah. Uh, you can love the public, but they're gonna they're gonna give you some creativity that is unexpected. Like that contest. <laughs> God, what was it? Who who was it? Was it the Navy that did the same thing? They like, hey, let's put it out to the public. We're gonna get to name the boat. Yes, and what yes. was the name that won by thousands of votes? Boating McBoatface. <laughs> well, yeah. that's. That I can enjoy because you're not not destroying an ancient, well, borderline ancient piece of artwork at the point at this moment. You're naming a boat, and it might be a very grand. I want to see the. I want to see the NSA show up at Jeff Bezos' house and go, "Hey, Jeff, sorry, you got." I'm just imagining on the jackets. I don't know if they do that, but for the people that serve on those those naval ships like Bodie McBoatface. Oh my like god, wouldn't that be name. wonderful? <laughs> well, they didn't do it, unfortunately. Yes, yes, they didn't McBoatface. follow through. But they did name their submarine from that boat, Bodie McBoatface. So. 
called? Oh, like the little sub that you It's like a little two-man exploratory submarine, and they did name that. Buddy you could have even just used an acronym. Yeah. BB McB. BB McB? <laughs> yeah, that's better. BB. <laughs> then they'd have to spell it, and it'd all go to hell in a handbasket. BB McB. <laughs> uh, all right, from LiveScience.com, scientists convert plastic waste into vanilla flavoring. That sounds huh. about right. This is the real Plastic deal. Waste? Wasn't it during a show that we talked a little bit about the, uh, and Shelby, wasn't that you that brought up that vanilla flavoring had been made at one time from the gall sacks or the, the nasty oh, uh, the stink sacks from sacks beavers? beavers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beaver anal sacks. Oh, somewhere at some point. Good vanilla. And actually, that's very expensive vanilla, by the way. Um, oh, it's perfume. That's all I see is oh, like animal, right. animal butt sacks. That's yeah. like all. Just... <laughs> and bergamot. <laughs> I've got butt sacks and sniffing it like they're they're like I make my own perfume and I'm like it's still made from animal butt yeah. sacks. I don't mean to be rude, but that oil stank. <laughs> but good on you. You smell like an entire Renaissance festival. Um, the plastic bottles they they might be your next ice cream flavor. They really do make I like uh, my wife does not like to use fake vanilla at all. Period. Uh, yeah. Pretty much refuses to put it in anything. And I'm like I was raised so cost effectively when I was a kid that you know it's, it's vanilla ish it's in the vanilla neighborhood I'm good I'll, I'll put it in stuff and then I'll eat that and um, most of that's made from like these weird tree juices and and polyethylene you know truck tires and shit so um, <laughs> you know you make do with what you got and I had a runner up last one uh, <laughs> from huffpost.com and uh, I, I didn't write down any comments on it. <laughs> and the headline is, Explosive Diarrhea Causes NBC's Ultimate yes! Slip and Slide to Pause Production. Yes, yes, I saw this one. Not that, what? I laughed. I laughed so hard. It's like they have Giardia. They had like an outbreak of Giardia, but... Isn't Giardia that stuff that you put on hot dogs? It's like a relish of some sort with no. all types of weird vegetables in it. No? Well, I think it must have been... so. It's what is it? Wipeout or something? <laughs> it's like some one of those water heavy. Um, you think? Slippery, slidey, water heavy. It's ultimate slip and slide. Anna. I bet it was the ultimate slip and slide. Wow. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I don't know. And it came up again, like another article on it or something, because they're like concerned still over the explosive diarrhea that happened at blah blah blah. And I'm thinking. <laughs> Explosive. I kind of wish I could have been there. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Behind a splash guard. Yeah. Yeah. On the raincoat. <laughs> a couple of shots. Like, like. <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture on this article about it that has a kid sliding down a slip and slide with water spraying up in his face. <laughs> and then it says, the caption, a child enjoys a non-ultimate, hopefully non-Giardia infected slip and slide. <laughs> Ah, uh, stock yeah, photos, so you are. Great. <laughs> All right, oh, so man. those are real headlines from the internet. Uh, you can find those listed on our website in the blog. And also, coming up next, you'll find there, we're going to talk about some vacation places. You guys went on vacations. I, I hung around. I kind of staycated. Stay vacated? Mm-hmm. Stay. It was hip when I said it. The, no, never mind. <laughs> Uh, so you guys went on vacations, but we found some places that uh, you really shouldn't go in the world. 
And we're talking about them next on Pottenstein's Lab. Bringing you all the news you can use to freak out your friends. Pottenstein's Lab. This is what journalism should be. After binging on Little Debbie's and Rebel Yell, Pottenstein's Lab will return in just a moment. According to Ozark legend, someone who's been cursed by witchcraft can leave a black button lying on the road. If you should pick it up, you'll get more than you bargained for. You see, if you take the button, you also take the curse. Welcome to the Black Buttons Dark Fiction Anthology Series, published by Magnificent Cowlick Media and available on Amazon.com. All stories involve the tone and the terror of the Midwest. Turn the page in Black Buttons and discover that all is not right where the Bible Belt buckles. Black Buttons, Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3, available now on Amazon.com. Go ahead, if you dare. Pick up Black Buttons, because you're not afraid of some old superstition, are you? Are you? And we're back, bringing you important information and pertinent facts to stay well-informed in the nauseation nation. We put the riveting in revolting. It's the news you can use to freak out your friends on Stein's Lab. And we're back with all the news you can use to freak out your friends. It's Pottenstein's Lab. Uh, we have been vacated, vacated, vacationed, vacated. That we've been vacated for the past month, and now we are back in action and ready to bring you news about vacations themselves. And by the way, I, I had to look it up during our break, and uh, we were talking about Giardia earlier, and I was talking about Gardenia. <laughs> that's that's the stuff with the cauliflower and the peppers and, and stuff that's kind of like a oh, yeah. Oh, weird freaking I, relish. Yeah, they got the tasty stuff. Definitely not yeah. Giardia. Yeah, no, no. You don't want that in a bottle. And, uh, <laughs> well, maybe. No matter how big the pieces of vegetables are, you really don't want that in a bottle. <laughs> so, uh, Gardenia. Sorry for uh, all of you who like to have that and relish the thought. Looking at vacations around the world, we've tried to pick the places that you can get to. You just don't want to. And I will kick it off, and I'm going to take you on a river cruise. Uh, in Hodu, which is also known as Changju, uh, you might have heard it as Nabevarsha, Jamvupita, Aryavarta, Hindustan, closer, Bharat, close? Uh, you may have heard of it as India. Let's board a vessel and head down the mountain-fed main artery of religion, enlightenment, tradition, and raw sewage. The Ganges. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm going to throw in a caveat here because I love India. I want that's one of my bucket list places. I, I don't have a whole lot. Um, I want to go mm-hmm. to Athens and kind of walk around where supposedly Socrates and Aristotle and some of the amazing thinkers of European tradition thought. Uh, I want to go there. I want to go see that. And why the hell am I? Uh, Angkor Wat. I really want to go and see that. And um, the, uh, the temples. And then I want to go to India. And I want to go where supposedly the Buddha Kutama, uh got his enlightenment and go to a few other things and eat some hot ass food and uh, enjoy the great music. Because I, I love uh, so much of, of India's culture that has been filtered and, and brought over. I know that's not completely the real culture. I mean, I watch Bahubali and I think I know everything I need to know about India. Right? I watch both of them, by the way. Bahubali 1 and 2. And one of them I watched in both languages they had on Netflix because I am mm-hmm. that 
damned in love with India. Thank you. However, <laughs> we watched our fair share of some of the Indian films too. Oh yeah. I can't remember. I cannot remember. The it robot. Was it, is it just called Robot? Oh, oh yeah. I own it. It was joyous. Yeah. yeah, Kyle and I watched Krish. Like, I think we watched actually a lot of them. Like, almost borderline embarrassed. To Every that. day, I tried to find a an inappropriate place in my life to have a dance and music sequence. If I can sing about <laughs> that's kind of what I think is so interesting. Really is you can have the heaviest <laughs> subject matter, and then it will break into a dance, and you're like, "What?" But does he have a different you? setting and a different? Yeah, and there's a little yeah, hand full costume changes, pushing, yeah. pulling, pushing, pulling, changing light bulbs, changing light bulbs, pushing, pulling, and it's just it's wonderful. Which is beautiful, but still just. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting. And I, I shaved it before you guys got here, but I'd been growing my mustache like way stupid long. And I tried my best to wax it up into a curl and make it cool. It didn't work. Like those little tamarind monkeys? No! Like <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a hero who jumps to the top of monkeys. Now Mark's like, Okay, damn. great. And the monkeys, yeah, thanks. Damn. So, uh, <laughs> b- back to India. Um, according to Hindu legend, and uh, this is according to worldhistory.org, the Ganges, a.k.a. the Ganga, was created when Vishnu, in his incarnation as a dwarf Brahmin, because, you know, that happens, uh, he took two steps to cross the universe. Now, on the second step, and I'm so glad to know this. This is another reason why I, I love India, because one other god goes, oh, oops, I didn't see that. On the second step, Vishnu's big toe stubbed against the wall of the universe, because, you know, it, it sticks out. And don't even Who get me started. Happens? Well, uh-huh. you know, think about the Legos that Narada keeps leaving on the friggin' floor of creation. You're going to step on those. And anyway, the hole there spilled <laughs> out some of the flow from the river. And forgive me for mispronouncing it, uh, Nadakini. And bloop, there it is. You got the Ganges from this spill because Vishu, Vishnu, in the guise of a dwarf, stubbed his toe in the wall of the universe. Oh, okay, yeah, got it. baby. That, and then that, he had a dance oh, sequence. Yeah. Solid, hey, solid back. Push and pull, push and pull, change the light bulb, change the light bulb. All right. Uh, the Ganges is almost 1,700 miles of sacred wet stuff. It stretches from the Himalaya Mountains to the Bay of Bengal. Uh, now, comparatively, the Colorado River is 1,450 miles long. The Arkansas River is 1,469 miles long, you know, 200-some-odd uh, smaller. Rio Grande is 1,885 miles long. But none of them can get you out of the cycle of death and rebirth, giving you a one-way ticket to enlightenment. So, you know, they can suck it. Uh, according to Hindu <laughs> beliefs, to die next to the Ganges and have your ashes strewn in the river releases you from the eternal suffering of birth and death. I mean, that's that's interesting. That's pretty nice. Sweet freedom and a ritual that has existed well over a millennia. You know, we try that at uh, Party Cove at Lake of the Ozarks. But uh, <laughs> that is a tradition. It's well, you get I can't rid of think eternal suffering, bikini tops, times. and uh, beers, and uh, and you know they keep trying, and I I I appreciate leathery chests. <laughs> from what I heard, oh my god, there's so many people there. Utterances of showing thy wiener. What? No, yeah. that's called a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who's asking. Welcome to the Ozarks. Hello. <laughs> Uh, the Ganges provides drinking water, whitewater rafting, religious ceremonies, and unity that has been lasting generations, which, you know, it just sounds great. So let's go. The whitewater rafting is interesting. Yeah. Well, it's coming but, down but out mainly of the Himalayas. I just, it feels like it sounds like it's such a spiritual river. 
Well, mm-hmm. but is, I don't know. I just be... imagine some tourists going down yeah. on a white. Yeah, yeah. Just, damn! It just seems like I'm, I'm thinking of Colorado like whitewater rafting. And I'm, just, I'm thinking of like these wonderful, these you know very important ceremonies and. Like, Girl, if you ever been to a tent revival in Oklahoma, to, that's to see just how like they it. mesh together. <laughs> in my mind, I'm trying to think of like I've got if the holy aura of wisdom. Happened, that's awesome, <laughs> you know. And I just spilled my beers of glory into the. Um, there are a couple of minor details about this, though, that uh, uh, might get in the way. Okay, the first teeny tiny issue is that the river is considered one of the most polluted in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, sure, you know, you might consider it a living, uh, a living thing worthy of veneration. A lot of people do that, that the Ganges is a, a living entity. But they also see it as a dump site. Infrastructure at several cities along its banks isn't exactly strict or really isn't at all period uh garbage is dumped directly into the river runoff from agriculture adds all kinds of charming chemicals and animal feces into the ganges oh hey speaking of feces there's open sewer runoff and sewage pipe outlets pumping dumplings right directly into the pot uh, oh, yeah, it, there's uh, nice descriptors there. Uh, Dumplings right <laughs> into, into the pot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but with respect and with warm, heartfelt feelings. Uh, then there's the industrial waste pouring into the river, including huge tanneries, mm. leather tanneries that use mm. urine to get the leather ready for coats and gloves. Well, oh, you got to do it the organic way. Well, well, sure. I mean, it's very natural. I mean, if you're already dumping your sewage in, I mean, what's this? A, a little yeah. extra salt? You might as well the... get a two for one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you put more cheese into the queso? Come on, man. What the... I mean, there's something somewhat kind of brilliant about that, I guess, <laughs> in a way of like, we've got all this sewage, but let's go ahead and, you know, let's get some use out of that urine, too, while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> Just you wrap too. that through here. Well, when you gotta go, you gotta tan. Help contribute to the cause. <laughs> so, all in all, almost 1.3 billion gallons of sewage is pumped into the Ganges Jeez. every day. Oh my goodness! This is not that's a lot every year. This is that's, every day. It's disgusting. So, what's it mean in heavily populated areas? The amount of fecal coliform. Well, luckily, it's not. Uh, what is it, Jardinia? Jardinia. Well, it'd be better if it was Jardinia. Giardia. That one. Um, it's fecal coliform in the water is hundreds of times higher than safe limits near cities. And yes, uh, take home a tourist souvenir of amoebic dysentery, hepatitis A, or even typhoid. Uh, your chances are really excellent of getting That's what it killed me in Oregon Trail. <laughs> a lot of stuff that'll kill you in Oregon Trail. <laughs> uh, such history. Uh, but wait. There is more. It seems the Ganges is weirdly high in drug-resistant bacteria. So oh, if, great. Yeah, you want to stare at the meat in your leg for months because of weird infection? You're doing it right. Uh, there are even more. What, well, what's even more weird is that this bacteria isn't just at the point in the river where cities spring up like, uh, like industrious zits. You can find it in the river's first 100 miles, too. Now, however, the uh, levels are much higher. possible? It's weird. Uh, I, as I read and was looking in the background of this, that's it's all over the place. That that weird bacteria is uh-huh. everywhere. There's just places where there's a lot more of it. Um, it's interesting. You can find it in the river's first 100 miles. However, the levels are much higher past the cities with less during the winter and more, of course, during the pilgrimage season in May and June. Okay. 
that so it nasty, likes heat. Well, it's that and the bacteria comes from the intestines of hale and hardy pilgrims. Yoga students, oh. river rafters. This is according to a 2014 study. So yay for being downstream of their own down dog doo-doo. Uh, so when you've been taking antibiotics, let's say, because you're getting over something, that kills off those bad bacteria, but it also kills off the good ones. But the mm-hmm. ones that survive are these bastards. So you've got people that have been able to uh, you know, uh, get rid of this stuff naturally, but it stays and it goes in, into the stuff, into your excrement, and then that goes into the water. So uh, now it gets really oh. fun. Let's say you dodge the dysentery, typhoid, hepatitis, the bacteria, and food so spicy it's going to scorch your memories. Now, my estuary and booty dipper. You like that? Big words. Look it up. You're going to need oh, some... I thought you were talking about booty dipper. Yeah, booty dipper. <laughs> You're going to need some backstroking to avoid the bodies bobbing along. Yeah, you see, uh, we talked earlier, when the ashes get strewn into the Ganges to ensure release from rebirth, sometimes those ashes are a little on the large side. See, we, the poor people, cannot afford the amount of wood it takes to truly cremate a body. Seriously, it takes like uh, 1,400 to 1,700 degree heat at least an hour and up to three hours to get your asses to ashes and your bust to dust. This isn't a, a campfire we're talking about here. This is like a serious, huge uh, conflagration. So religious folk, without the bucks, have to make do, and, and you know, off you go into the Ganges, kind of like a pot roast <laughs> sailboat. And uh, <laughs> sometimes folks are buried in shallow graves along the river, too, so you have to be careful where you walk when you're tallying off from your dip in the Holy River. According to tradition, uh, and according to another website I dug up, there are five categories of dead. There's holy men, pregnant women, children under five, people bitten by snakes, and lepers who must not be cremated. Instead, they're weighted down with stones and then pushed out into the river. Oh, so, that's a good plan. Why? Yeah, a few, you know, a few exceptions to the rule. You still get to kind of stop that cycle of birth and death, only you don't get to be cremated. You have to be... Uh, now, on a sad note, the Cadaver River issue has become much more of a problem with the horror of COVID in India. Mm-hmm. Hundreds oh. upon hundreds yeah, of corpses really have been found floating or buried next to the river in very shallow graves. Hundreds and hundreds. Wow. Now, with all that being said, most who do the ritual bathing in it and drinking of the water, I'm serious, Drinking of the water, not through your cool camping filter where it cleans out all the stuff, not with some, you know, uh, vodka tossed in just because you don't want to die. Oh, no, this is straight stuff. Most of these people don't have issues. They believe their faith and their offerings at the river helps the Ganges keep them safe. So it's, it's a weird dichotomy. I wouldn't want to visit it, quite honestly, not right now. And I don't know, ever mm-hmm. maybe see it from afar and go, oh, that's the Ganges. Cool. Take me out to New Delhi. Let's go, let's go get something hot. Uh, however, a lot of people go, and a lot of them come out all right. Now, on the sidebar, if you are inspired by this uh, little drift along the river, be sure to stop in at New Delhi that I just mentioned. And if it's open by then, when you go to visit, be sure to stop by the Sulab International Museum of Toilets. <laughs> that all flushed directly into the Ganges. Yeah. 
Was that the trick? <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. It's all connected. It's all connected. Um, you can go to this uh, this museum of toilets and wander among facts, pictures, and objects detailing the evolution of Elvis Presley's last stand from 2500 oh. BC to the present day. <laughs> Now, it's a natural place of curiosity since, according to LonelyPlanet.com, more than half of India's 1.3 billion people don't have a toilet. In wow. Their house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, then. That's, that's you nice. know, I can completely relate. I don't have a bidet. Especially in the South. Yeah. So I'm thinking of doing a museum about, you know, Tuka sprinklers. <laughs> about the start of the bidet. And I'm going to have a bunch of dummies sitting on toilets with big surprise looks on their faces. It's, I'm going to make a mint. I'm telling you. So there you go, my friends. The Ganges, a place you may or may not want to visit. Now, if you're flowing downstream, you sometimes come upon islands. And Shelby, I think you've got an island that we might not want to want not want to come upon. What? What do you mean? Um, so this this island is off the coast of Brazil. Well, Brazil is pretty nice. Um, yeah, about 25 miles off the coast. Um, this island is about, it's not super huge. It's about 110 acres. That's and okay. it is mostly lush, wonderful rainforest, as well as some bare rock and some grassy, like, cleared areas. You're not, I'm, this doesn't sound like a bad place, Shelby. No. This sounds pretty amazing. I'm already there. Well, <laughs> the, the island, um, now, just a little bit of history on this this pu- uh, puppy is it actually was used for some deforest well not deforestation they tried to clear some of the jungle for um, banana plantations which actually goes into the name of the island itself which is the Kamada in Portuguese that means burnt because they went and burned down the jungle. Ah, Europeans. That's what we got to do. Clear cut. It's like a day in spring. (laughs) (laughs) Now this. Now this island is called the, like I said, Camada Grande. Camada Grande. Like big, 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 the big burnt island. The big burnt island. Now, like I said, it's it's not all burnt. Obviously, there's still some rainforest. I'm just going to paint some more things for you. Okay. It's nice and vacant. So wonderful place to go and get away from people. Yeah. Um, you're not going to crash there because the lighthouse was constructed way back in the 1900s. Um, and the last human inhabitants left the island um, when the lighthouse was, you know, automated about 20 years later. So, Pretty oh, so they automated the lighthouse for people who are never going to go there anymore. <laughs> well, you know they don't they don't want people to crash there, which okay I'm going to get into. <laughs> okay. Um, the plot thickens because no people are allowed on this island, um, and nice and private. And uh, the only creatures that you really have to share with is uh, snakes. Lots and lots of snakes. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, not not the kind of garden snakes, the nice little non-venomous. Oh, no garter snakes, no little uh, brown snakes. Mm, no, 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 eats the no mouses little, and little, little guys. No. Um, these snakes are really, really unique. Um, 
They are known as the Golden Lance Head. Uh, they've been on this island ever since. Now there's legends, which I'll go into later. There's legends of how these snakes got to got here, or a legend uh, that pirates actually dropped them off because they were guarding treasure. Oh, which, not really likely because they said that pretty much you know ten thousand years ago when sea levels were rising, um, this island broke off from Brazil, um, and these animals that were on that island obviously adapted differently than brazil brazilian creatures <laughs> so it's like a galapagos island in hell all right okay kinda, good start kind of sort of like yeah yeah um <laughs> give you a good idea the golden lance heads have a cousin which are just the regular um lance head snakes that live on brazil and those snakes so their cousins in brazil are responsible for 90 percent of the snake bites that happen so, okay. you know, they're not cuddlers necessarily. <laughs> so they're fairly aggressive. Yeah. Well, they're bitey. They're, they're, they're a bit bitey, a bit toothy. Um, so <laughs> these snakes, uh, they don't have any natural uh, predators on this island. They do not have any ground dwelling predators. It is honestly snakes. Snake, Snake Island is what it is nicknamed. Um, they feed on birds, um, ones that are migrating because I laughed when I read this local birds know better, uh, <laughs> than to stay there for very long. Have you, have you ever heard their call? They all, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. They, they just don't land. <laughs> and they say that since, since these golden, um, lancehead snakes, they, primarily prey they prey on birds there is nothing else really that is coming onto that island or that has survived on that island that they can eat so they evolved to have extra extra potent venom um so that they can pretty much immediately kill any bird well Uh, i just (laughs) i just looked up some of the effects of it just real quick because i'm like that sounds really weird and i want to see a picture of what it looks like Mm -hmm. uh have you got a list there of what it does to people? Uh, I have. Let's see. So, do, 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 do. Uh, I have that a human bitten by one could be dead within the hour. Uh, the venom wow. can cause kidney flavor, uh, not flavor, goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rich. Failure. Uh, Season those doses, pretty much and- killing, you know, it'll kill muscular tissue, brain hemorrhaging, intestinal bleeding. Uh, they are not to be messed with. Um, so much so that you, it is illegal to go to the island. I okay. mean, come on, this is setting up. This is the setting of a horror movie. Um, <laughs> but it is illegal to go to the island. Um, the Brazilian government has mandated it. So uh, now there are people that still visit it, but those are the. I believe the Brazilian Navy, they go to maintain the lighthouse. I watched a video of them just going there to go and change out a light bulb <laughs> in the lighthouse. Um, They've got boots that go all the way up to the butt cheeks. Yes. Yeah. And, the, and like the gloves, the gloves that are. Um, oh, yeah. Because he's going to get into the lighthouse too somehow yeah. and hang out in the kind of the cool dark. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, and and oh. they, they we're not talking about a small 
handful of snakes that are on this island. Um, you know, they can grow to be over a foot and a half long. There's estimated to be anywhere between 2,000 and 4,000 snakes on the island. Of 110 um, acres? Yeah. So That's, they said, uh, yeah. they said that. Um, That's they pretty high to, concentration. What, 20 to yeah, they said that in some acre. spots, there's one snake for every square meter is some estimates. Oh, so, you know, that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm out. I'm snakes. done. I like snakes, snakes, but I don't like that damn many snakes. Yeah. I can't dance that long. Yeah. Um, now, let's say let's say that you do get to go here because it's legally <laughs> oh, sanctioned. True. You know, it, it happens. It's Brazil. Uh, you, you pay enough. You're going to get there. Yeah. You are required to bring a physician with you in the case <laughs> that you get bit. <laughs> um, and a priest. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, it's it was really interesting watching some of the videos on them because they're kind of a, a yellow they're not a bright yellow they're kind of almost like a dead leaf yellow color yeah. so they blend in really really well um and one video that i was watching they're walking and somebody who has clearly been on the island before has gone there's a snake there's a snake there's a snake and at the same time, you're like, all right, well, if you've spotted three, then that means you most likely have probably encountered <laughs> way more that you just didn't know about. <laughs> um, there's lots of legends or stories about the snakes. You know, I said that there is a lighthouse that is still operational today. Um, people, some people believe that a family used to live <laughs> to operate the lighthouse and then one day a group of people came to visit them and they were all dead because of the snakes oh. now whether or not that really happened seems to be that sounds little, like a star trek I mean, episode it got automated so you know um also tales of fishermen who have strayed too close to the shores only to be found days later in their boat you know in a pool of blood um there has been no statistics that I could find um, about fatalities with these snakes, but keeping in mind also that it is not <laughs> accessible to the public. Um, yeah. I mean, thankful. they don't live anywhere where people are, right? No, no they're only um, on that island. That's wild. Yeah. And what's also interesting about this, too, is that even though these snakes are not something that I personally would want to <laughs> encounter, no. um, you know, this is also a classical case of people are more of a danger to them than they are to us because they are pretty prized because of their venom. Oh, They've been found geez. that uh, researchers, because there, there are, uh, what do you, what you call it? Uh, I don't want to call them like, I guess, researcher. <laughs> researchers. <laughs> there are people that will go to the island for research that are legally allowed to go. Um, along with the Brazilian Navy that go to maintain the lighthouse. But there are people that go there illegally just um, to smuggle the wildlife, oh, also known wow. as biopirates, which is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. We, that yeah. has to go in a book quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they're trapping the snakes and selling them through illegal channels. Um, they believe that one golden lance head can go anywhere from ten thousand dollars to thirty thousand dollars wow um, 
Oh, so yeah, the temptation I mean, of that would be hard. It's interesting, just just like everything in nature. Uh, it seems like it's to me, it would make more sense to keep all of that intact because said they found out that um, their venom could be really useful, or they might have actually even already found some discoveries about helping with heart disease. Well, you know, if so, you're paying enough attention, well, that's to the it, weird thing. Is just how cancer. many medicines? Oh. <laughs> I'm just tapping back to a, a shitty movie that uh, starts on Connery. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's from the Amazon. Certainly it'll cure cancer. <laughs> and I've got a hot chick 80 years younger than me. This is a great movie. Sorry. Please continue about your island. <laughs> I'm going to be over I'm here pointing. aging fantastically. There's a lot of awesome things in nature. Just about everything I know most probably argue in nature could be used for us as people besides just, you know, wringing it dry. Um, but yeah, they, they bite and uh, very poisonous. And I also looked up Google reviews. I don't know if this was on a show or something because there is just all kinds of reviews. I think people just had a lot of fun. They rated it 4.1 stars <laughs> on Google reviews. There are over 2000 reviews. I have some highlights as a vacation spot. Yes. It says I came to this place looking for my Tinder matchup, but that chick was too green and licky for what I wanted. So there's one. I got another one that says locals are extremely friendly, nipping gently. <laughs> Okay. Oh, or, bless you, public Bodie McBoatface people. I love you. Or I had two more. I should bring my friends here next time so they can meet their family. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, I have a one star. Wouldn't recommend. I went for a nice relaxing holiday, but turns out all my exes live there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, by, there is a way that you can figure out when you've got one near you. I was I just noticed on as I was looking at the pictures of these uh, snakes, uh, one of the uh, things about the island, since it it's the only place you'll find them and it's very small. Uh, this article says there's a large amount of inbreeding within the golden lancehead population. Mm-hmm. They even have the occurrence of intersexes, uh, specimens born with both male and female reproductive parts, which is harmful because apparently those are sterile. But they do a lot of inbreeding, oh, no. so if you if one is nearby, if you listen for a banjo playing, <laughs> and any, any canoeists, <laughs> just say it. I thought you were going to be like, so you know they've all evolved to have like this bright white spot on their yeah. behind their head or something. Oh, no. Sure. <laughs> now I did read that they were able to reproduce pretty rapidly, which would be good because, but from what somewhere else that I read, um, you know this their population has dwindled by nearly 50%. Well, at 10,000 um, bucks a snake, you damn right it is. Yeah. I know. Well, and they're also currently listed as critically endangered. Uh, um, yeah. Which is interesting. You know, once again, I'm just kind of like, good on the Brazilian government for keeping people off the island. Just need to work on those biopirates. <laughs> bio, bio pirates. Arr, where's your canary? <laughs> And, and what an interesting story if you were to do like an anaconda situation like you know like here we have like the movie for anaconda but instead it's a navy <laughs> these people in the navy that just have to go and change the light bulb in the lighthouse well what if the snakes started their own cult you know and, and, they, oh, yeah. and they they achieved uh self-awareness 
That would be great. And then they could just like mess with the lighthouse and be like, make him crash. I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Revenge of the landhead. Yeah, that's going to be a. Moved on to birds. (laughs) (laughs) I've moved on from the birds to humans. (laughs) It'll be on Netflix. Give it two years. It's all right. Yeah, they're probably listening, right? They're fast and furious. Oh, yeah. Snake Island Massacre. (laughs) (laughs) Starring three people. Golden Lancehead Massacre. Argentina. It'll be wonderful. Uh, okay, so we've gone from a river you don't want to swim in to an island you don't want to stay on. Well, there's, you know, it, it's a hell of a story, but there's one story that's got a little more hell in it. What have you got, J.E.? Yeah, I've got a much drier, hotter location you can choose to visit. Um, so the, the government of Turkmenistan is working. Uh, they've been working pretty hard since 2017 trying to bring attention to uh, a feature within their country that they want to make into a tourist attraction. Those big hot dogs, it the, is, like foot and a half yeah. long ones. Yeah, that's like giant. The yeah, with that's all what the it is. Yeah, and, uh, the world's largest hot dog. No. Gardenia that you can put on it. <laughs> I'm in, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm such an asshole. You were about to say this Turkmenistan. All right, Turkmenistan. This is a, it's a place called the Dav- the Darvasa Gas Crater. But it is more fondly called the Pit of Hell. Oh, the gas uh, crater. Gas crater. It is a bizarre. It is a pretty. It is a large cr- crater in the middle of the desert. It's about a football field in diameter. Um, so huge, a lot of huge gas. circular crater, a hundred feet deep, and it is full of burning gas. Oh my god! So it, 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 when you look at this thing, it looks just like this bowl in the ground that's just on fire all the time. So how did this happen? Yeah. Um, not a natural occurrence, really. <laughs> so it isn't for it, me this, ever either. It's usually after Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> well, this all started when a when the Soviets uh, marked this site in the middle of the Karakum Desert as a as a potential rich oil field. Uh, they wanted to drill there. They were so they sent out Soviet engineers to survey and set up a drilling rig. Oh no! Uh, on the site. So they did. They started, you know, they started doing their their studies of the ground to see what, you know, what it was going to yield. And instead of oil, they found huge pockets of natural gas. You know, not what they were looking for, but not too bad of a of a find anyway. Except that shortly after they discovered this, a section of the ground below the rig collapsed into a shallow cavern that was, I mean, just, you know, not too far below the surface. And the weight of that rig caused it to fall in. Somehow no one died. I can't even what? figure out. I can't find the details of how this happened, but it, they could be lying. I don't know. Oh, no, <laughs> some, not in Russia. Somehow there were. <laughs> no, he's good. Somehow Everyone there did. were no fatalities when this rig fell into this giant crater. And the cavern that, that fell in was full of methane gas. Oh. So methane gas started pouring out into the surrounding area and believe it or not, the Soviets were actually concerned about the environmental impact of these escaping toxic gases. So they had a brilliant idea. They said, just no. burn it off. Oh, no. We'll just, we'll just burn this off. Uh, so they set, they set the crater on fire. <laughs> and their plan was they expected all the gases to burn off within about four weeks. And then they could continue to survey the site, continue to, you know, to pull natural gas out of there. So, oh, have they, they ever may- watched the movie Silent Hill? Damn it. <laughs> they should have translated it. <laughs> 
So they, they may have underestimated a little bit because oh, all of this happened in 1971. Oh, God. And the crater is still burning. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is one long Mars <laughs> fart. Continuously <laughs> for 50 straight years and shows no sign of slowing down. Oh, Apparently, even below this cavern is a really rich, you know, continually producing pocket of natural gas that seeps up through the soil of the cavern at a steady enough rate to basically act as like the world's biggest gas stove and it just keeps feeding these flames oh and they have no idea it could burn forever (laughs) what do you do with that oh my god what do you do with that you turn it into a tourist attraction oh good point what was i thinking yeah of Hot course, dogs on really because long because poles. if if uh, you if you do would like to go visit a giant pit full of toxic burning gas, you can do this. <laughs> About ten thousand people a year do, oh, and the accommodations are fantastic. I mean, incredibly genuine encounters with wild desert nature. There is nothing anywhere near it. <laughs> it is it is a genuine it is a an authentic, <laughs> completely undeveloped, authentic. A wild desert camping experience. You can stay out there in the, the the emptiness of this desert. If you look at it, it's it tree, dirt, sand, cactuses, and nothing. For as far as you can Except see, the big burning Except hole for the giant burning hole. Oh my god! I um, I want to go. I won't get you. I actually do want to go because it's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> and therefore, I approve. <laughs> Go Turkmenistan. Yeah. Wait, your so, vacation yeah, is in uh, Fuego. <laughs> apparently, it gained popularity in 2016 because the... Okay, now I don't know his title. I think it's... Uh, uh, the guy who's in charge of Turkmenistan. He's not a president. It's, he's a Turkmenistan minister. I think it's a dictatorship <laughs> Tur- of some kind. I don't know. Um, Dictatorstan. Got it. <laughs> Anyway, there were rumors that he had died. Oh. And, oh, no, he is the president, I guess. I don't know. I guess it is. Um, uh, 2019, I'm sorry, not 2016. He, he wanted to prove that the rumors were false. And so in order to do a, you know, to, to get uh, two birds with one stone, promote the giant hole of burning gas and prove he wasn't dead, he appeared on television <laughs> on a motorcycle doing donuts around the crater. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I am still alive. But maybe not for long. <laughs> Hold my borscht. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to watch that. I'm going to have to look that up (laughs) when we're done recording. I'm going to be neck deep in that stupid video because that is just, you know, that crater. I I thought it was just like a little part of it was burning, but I'm looking at pictures now online and the the walls of it are on fire. Yeah, because the gas just seeps up through the soil. So as it seeps up, it burns and it's just this constant kind of flow. Freaking terrifying. I mean... And I'm sure that you some could, of the you gas roast has a to lot of marshmallows. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of s'mores, people. That is a lot of s'mores. So this thing, it's and it's methane gas. So doesn't it have kind of a stank to it? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So the the <laughs> uh, gas that doesn't get burned, you've got this bouquet around it. There was a, and I cannot remember it. And um, kind of sulfury. Probably. I would sit here and type, but then I'd totally lose my train of thought. Um, there was a lake. 
uh, oh God, where was it? Uh, anyway, uh, this lake was on a mountainside, and a bunch of uh, um, uh, scientists. It was like surrounded by all these dead animals, and they couldn't figure out what was going on until they got closer to it. And what had happened was methane had started to kind of bubble up from the bottom of this this small lake on the side of this mountain. It was killing the trees. It killed all these animals. And they what they realized, they were coming down to drink water. And unfortunately, this gas didn't have a strong smell to it. Oh. So they sat there to get a drink and suffocated. Bam, right there. Oh, oh. Gosh. And uh, this, this crater, I could see why the, uh, uh, the Russians who were digging there were like, oh. This is bad. <laughs> this could cause environmental damage. Set the yeah. bitch on fire. <laughs> what do you think? It's a good idea. It's good. Burn it. It's good. But uh, yeah, you would think it would kind of run up. Well, like Silent Hill, uh, based on the what is it? The the place in Pennsylvania where um, a coal seam caught fire and is still burning. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's am- but it, okay. <laughs> what I love so much about this. Is that it's they're turning it into their own uh, <laughs> their own tourist attraction because it is a barren landscape. Yeah, good. I mean, there's nothing there. <laughs> Unsullied, other than this. Unsullied. Oh, you're so good. You should be in their marketing team. <laughs> Come to the Unsullied landscape, the pit of hell. It's a family adventure. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a Jeep, not a motorcycle, Mark. Oh, I'll take it. All the same, there is a video available. (laughs) The the president of Turkmenistan doing donuts around a burning hole. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There you have it. You'll be able to find uh, the the details on the articles where we found these uh, on our website, uh, pottensteinslab.com. Do stop by and uh, pick your next vacation adventure. Uh, And, (laughs) you know, if you talk to any uh, trip advisors, please mention us. Uh, <laughs> Especially in Turkmenistan. Uh, oh, oh my God! Oh yeah, guys. that's true. Because what if, what if somehow out of the blue somebody calls it? We heard you're talking about us. We would like you to come and do your podcasty thingy here. You, you, you do good. You, you sell us good. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> we did. I want the Jeep too. If I'm, I'm going to go for the Jeep package. I wonder if that's one of the things you can do as a tourist is do laps around the whole. set up a little speed track i'm getting way off the rails so if you want to find those and more and all of our previous shows please go to poddensteinslab.com it's great to be back uh so nice to be here with you thank you for listening and we hope to hear from you soon uh via email check us out poddensteinslab.com and we will bring you more news you can use to freak out your friends soon right here in poddenstein's lab At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Never have you known such cringing terror. I hear you talking. <laughs>
I won't kid you. I like to do audio. Dun, dun, dun. Mark here, co-host of Pottenstein's Lab. My little company, Magnificent Cowlick Media, located right here in Kansas City, does audio. I write it, I mix it, I voice it, I love it. If you need help creating a more unique commercial, maybe a more creative approach to communication, I would love to help. Stop by MagnificentCowlickMedia.com and don't forget to look for it on Amazon.com for all our books. Thank you for listening to Pottenstein's Lab. Let's get back to it.